Welcome to the Rise of She, the empowering podcast that celebrates the unstoppable force of women. I'm your host, Prita Bolaki, and together we will shatter the glass ceiling, rewrite the rules, and reveal the extraordinary power within each and every woman. Join me as we redefine heroism demanding the world to acknowledge that the word hero is just an O without her. Discover with me how women can unleash their internal potential, demand equitable pay that reflects their true worth, vanquish insecurities, conquer work-life balance, and embrace profoundly fulfilled life. If you like my podcast, Feel free to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook for an empowering journey like no other. Find me at Prita Bolaki and let's ignite the fire within. Disclaimer. The primary purpose of this podcast is to provide education. Information provided in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, prevent, treat or cure any disease. Information given in this podcast must not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to as a basic for expert witness testimony or establishing standard of care in a legal sense. Trigger warning. Some experiences shared in the podcast may be triggering to some audience members. User discretion is advised. Hi everyone. Welcome to an inspiring episode of The Rise of She. I'm your host, Prita Balaki, and today we have the privilege of delving into a remarkable journey of a true advocate for progress and transformation, Ms. Gail Iraya a lawyer by profession and a politician by heart. Hailing from the beautiful island of Mauritius, our guest is a legal luminary with a diverse range of expertise. Embarking on an exceptional academic journey, her unwavering passion for law had led her to pursue a distinguished LLM in all in oil and gas law from Robert Gondon University Aberdeen, which she is yet to complete. But her pursuit of knowledge doesn't stop there. She also explored into the dynamic world of fintech, gaining valuable insight at the National University of Singapore. With an impressive list of accomplishments, she holds the, the prestigious title of a qualified fellow, international arbitrator, a testament of, to her skills in handling complex disputes. Her legal acumen extends to inter intellectual property, competition in the digital age and a house of legal domains. But her journey isn't confined to courtroom and legal chambers alone. She actively involved in shaping the landscape of various organizations, serving as chairperson for this disciplinary um, committees and lending her expertise to, co to company secretary role at Chartered Institute of Arbitrators Branch Mauritius. A leader with a heart for making a difference, she held position on board and commission, including the Financial Services Commission Mauritius, the Equal Opportunities Commission, and the Information and Communication Technology Authority. She is not afraid to stand up for her conviction and has represented Mauritius at prestigious meetings. But beyond her professional achievement, she is a devoted volunteer 
engaging with NGOs and fostering a spirit of teamwork. Her dedication to the community and her owners as a politician. Outside the legal activities, our guest is sport enthusiast, finding joy in tennis, swimming and other team sports. Her adventurous spirit has led her to explore diverse culture and trans transverse the globe, leaving no stone unturned in her quest for new experience. Today we uncover the layers of her incred incredible journey, from her early days at Loreto College to her five pivotal moments at respected institutions in England and Singapore. We dwell into her vision for the future, her as aspiration to inspire women, and her dream of making a lasting impact on her beloved country. Join me as we dive into the world of this dynamic and visionary legal mind. Get ready to be inspired by her solid determination and commitment to change. Our topic today is aggressivity is not always the way. Jeffrey Halter from Huffington Post said, 77% of women promotion are a result of combination of hard work, long hours and education. However, 83% of men will tell you who you know counts for a lot or as much as how well you do your job. Welcome, Gail. How do you feel about that pose? Hi, Britta. First of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to be the guest on your show. I'm very well pleased to be sharing my achievements and my views with women around the world. But let's go directly to the question you asked me. Um, when it comes to about who you know, I would agree to some extent, yes. Um, in the way that um, me personally, I'm not married and uh, I don't have kids. So I am very ambitious by nature and very career driven. Um, I would say that at some point at the beginning, yes, I did have the mindset that it was always only about hard work and putting it, putting in a lot of effort, doing your cases well in court, doing what is expected of you will actually make you strive and go up the social ladder. But with time and experience by being exposed in politics, by being exposed in conferences uh, worldwide, being involved in NGOs and meeting a lot of people around, I realized that, yes, it is to some extent true. You do actually have to know people around. Know in the sense you have to do your own networking. You have to push yourself to attend meetings that are affiliated to your job, your career, so that you you might be at the state at a stage in your career where you're a beginner and you're stuck somewhere, right? You meet someone who's already gone up socially or status-wise more than you, and uh, they might share their their path with you, and you will learn. This is actually some insight for you to get better at what you do or actually to have some constructive criticism in relation to what you're doing wrong or right. What I would tell women is that, yes, you do have to create your own network around. It doesn't mean that you have to stop your hard work. It's just that you do have to take the time to balance the two because it is through other people, especially for me, it's through this interview with you, that these people will know your worth, will see what you are capable of, and will actually push you forward in the fields that you excel in. 
it's basically you should remove that in your head that is just sitting at your desk, doing your job right, getting the deadlines uh, met, and then you will climb up. Because at that point in my life where I was doing that, I actually got very frustrated because things weren't moving for me. I got so frustrated that I saw people who were who were around me who started a lot later than me. They were climbing up and succeeding more. This is what made me realize that I should reassess the way I, I was doing things. It's more about who you know, but I think it's important to get to know people also more to know about their experience that helps you to, to move on in life, to empower you, right? It does. It does. You know, motivation is not constant. Mm-hmm. Discipline is. So you should surround yourself with people who actually push you to be better. Maybe you lack or you have a little doubt about how you're moving in life or how you should proceed. You're starting to feel low and you're thinking, oh my God, this is not going to work. What do you do? You go to this network of people who empower you, who actually will talk you through the doubts that you have and you will find your motivation back. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, it's a mix of hard work, long hours and also networking. And networking is not only about getting someone who can refer you to work, but also help you to for your career path or any even your spiritual path or your personal path. So I think it's very important to network and to share because I think sharing is caring. So we have to share our point of view and also ask questions so that we can improve ourselves. It is. You know, like, let, let me tell you my experience as a lawyer. You know, sometimes the law is very enshrined, I would say. It's not something you can change. But when I go to the court, it's about showing my perception of the law to the judge. So the other party has their own perception as well. So the experience I had with uh, one of my cases is I was stuck about how to how to actually show to the judge what was my point of view. How did I want the judge to understand the perception of my client? So thank God I have a very kind senior and um, he is always there to help. I actually went to him and I shared the problem with him. And um, you know, when you're sharing, it's about perception as well. Everyone has their own point of view. So where I thought I was stuck, he actually simplified everything for me just by telling me like, Gail, why are you seeing things that way? Why don't you change your your stance? And don't you see it's going in that direction? It was automatic. It was amazing. Something that I was doing my head in for a week. He just solved it in a couple of minutes. So we shouldn't be scared to meet other people in our field because those who are most more experienced, they have dealt with issues that we take time to deal with due to the experience they they advise us quicker we save time it's it's actually very beneficial for us yeah i agree i agree with you and you know um we also noticed that as you know you are in a male-dominated industry as well you know that that we that women are twice as need to be branded as bossy in the workplace than men though we have Mm. seen that the data show that men actually Show slightly more bossy behavior compared to women. So, what yeah. are your views about it? And do you think that have you faced this type of situation, or even being as a lawyer or as a as a politician? Yes, I have. I have actually. 
I am very, uh, I am very strongly opinionated. I I hold my views firm when I'm being asked um, about my opinion about something, and uh, I have been tagged as uh, being bossy. Yeah, do you think that just giving your opinion and then being so confident of yourself sometimes if women like this are seen as bossy people? Well, you know there is there is a difference. That's what I always say to people. Uh, there is a difference between being bossy and being a leader. Yeah. Being bossy is ordering people to do things for you. Being a leader is inspiring people through your own views. But both of them, it's about the way that you put your request forward. It requires a lot of diplomacy. It requires a lot of knowledge of the audience in front of you. You cannot just go in front of an audience and tell them like, look, I need this to just do it. Do you think everyone is going to listen to you? I don't think human beings like to be told what to yeah. do. There is a way of asking for tasks to be done for you without coming across as bossy. And this is something that I learned through the years of experience of um, being a lawyer, being on boards. So it, there's something I would tell women as well. It doesn't come overnight. It takes a lot of practice. You will have to accept that each time you fail it makes you a better person you learn from your mistakes right let's say one day you someone you tell a staff like you're trying to be nice and you tell him like oh him or her i need this to be done by tomorrow he'll be frustrated he won't tell you yes but you just go back and instead of blaming the staff for not acceding to your requests you should actually do an introspection and say like, oh, maybe my request was a bit too blunt. Let me try and rephrase it in a different way. Maybe he will embrace my requests uh, more positively. It's not about forcing your views on people. So you should learn that. Can you share one situation where you, you were faced with that and, and how did you handle that? What what would you tell the women listening to, to you today? How you handle this situation? I'll give you a situation where I was in a place where there were mainly men and there were only two women. I was sitting there thinking they all are big bosses in um, their respective fields. I wasn't doubting about my behavior. It's just that, you know, sometimes men in their thinking are very strongly opinionated. And some of them, I'm not scared to say, do not think that women's opinions are Bev. I'm a strong believer into spirituality is about embracing your masculine and your feminine. There are situations where you'll have to put your masculine forward. There are situations where you'll have to put your feminine side forward. So the mistake I was doing in that situation, which was repeatedly, was I was being masculine with them. Yeah. I was being aggressive. They could see that I was frustrated, sorry, and um, my views weren't taken on board. They, they they got actually angry and they were like, she's stubborn that one. She's not yeah. listening to what to say. And um, she's being a pain. And uh, I was actually told that they thought that I was um, delaying works that need to be done because I was making thing dif things difficult. And after a couple of times, I actually just went into my feminine. Being feminine doesn't mean you have to be submissive. Don't get me wrong. It's not about not telling your views. It's feminine is about saying what you have to say in a less aggressive way, not in the masculine way. It's in the feminine way. 
after a couple of times when I adopted this attitude, you won't believe me, the men were actually listening to what I had to say. It was amazing. This is what I want to tell to women today. Yes, it is hard. It is about putting your points forward or making yourself heard. But you have to understand that it's not about banging on the table. It's not about being blunt. It's not about being rude. Um, you actually have to change your mindset. If you go in a meeting with a mindset that, oh, they're going to be men there, they're not going to listen to me anyway, so you will feel that you have to go on the defensive side, you will embrace your masculine energy and start shouting and being aggressive. Whereas if you go with a positive mindset and you're like, yeah, I'm a woman, yes, but they will listen to me. You'll see automatically you'll flow in your feminine yeah that's true like you were saying that aggressivity is not always the way because you know when you start your career and you know you want to climb the ladder especially if you're a very ambitious woman so you automatically go to your aggressivity because you think that this is the way to go you have to be seen as you should not have emotion if something if you're sad about something happening or you want to cry you should not i think that's now where women are realizing that that's not the way because mm. we just need to be ourselves and, and be a good leader. And as you were saying, you believe in aggressivity is not always the way. As you said, you've been aggressive and it didn't work. Now you've changed your approach to situations, especially being a leader and sharing your opinion in mm. meetings. I think lots of women face that because at the same time, you need to be strong and it's not only sharing your opinion but making sure that they listen to you so tell us more about it how did you come to that conclusion because when we spoke last time you said you know what women need to know aggressivity is not always the way so tell us more how you come to that conclusion well as I said, I was very blessed, Rita, to meet someone who changed my spiritual path. I was very blessed to have experienced it at a very, very young age. 26 years old is an age where you're partying. Yeah. You actually go out, you finish your studies, you're just like embracing the world of adulthood. So you have money, you go out with your friends, you drink, you have fun. And this is not what I was exposed to. I did party, I did have fun, but I was being guided by someone who made me unlearn what I learned. Because, you know, your parents and your peers and your family, they will grow you up. They, they will bring you up according to their own beliefs and limitations. Beliefs, limitations and values. But you shouldn't forget about limitations as well. You know, your parents and your family, they have their own fears. Exactly. So sometimes is being thrust upon us. When I'm telling you and learning what you've learned is not saying that your parents, what they taught you is wrong, but it's about finding your own identity, finding your own fears and not adopting your parents' fears. So when I met this spiritual guide, I started my quest about introspection. And this is when I started learning about energy, about the feminine and the masculine energy, which I wasn't aware of. I was always in my masculine because my parents are divorced. I always am an only child. I developed an attitude of looking after myself. I always thought I never needed people around me. I'll just get things going for me. So to sum up on that, by being in that mindset, it actually made me aggressive.
passive all the time because I wanted to be in control yeah. because I'm the only one who's going to make things happen for me. I'm going to make it happen. So you become aggressive and frustrated when things are not moving. Whereas when I started embracing my feminine and I started digging more into it, I realized that the feminine energy, which is, don't get me wrong, it's not an energy that only men, only women have. Men have it as well. And I do believe that secure men are the ones that have embraced both their masculine and their feminine. And by being in my feminine, it made me realize that I was reading and reading, reading more about it. I was like, hang on a minute. You don't have to actually control everything around you. That energy, it makes things happen for you. You can actually manifest things by lying on your bed yeah by being aggressive this energy is washed away i mean like you said we know the fear of failure but i guess many of us are we realize now when you're in your spiritual path your parents and people around you also have the fear of success and it's given to you so when you start your spiritual path because you have the fear of success and you have to work more because you believe in hard work or you have to do everything in 24 hours and this is where your aggressivity comes from because you need to do that and secondly you are a woman so there's more effort that you have to put so that you're being seen in the in the street right and and there's so many society opinions as well so if you are a mom if you're married if you're single or you you're still single at certain age so all this together obviously there are sometimes you have that aggressivity i started my spiritual path as well and when i started it i realized that actually i don't need to get validation from people i am who i am yes. when you say i need to unlearn what i've learned to learn it's very strong in the sense that it's very difficult as well it's a difficult path so how do you unlearn what you were taught for number of years for 26 years how do you do that i call it it's a, always a learning curve to unlearn and learn again but yeah i agree with you and i'm happy to hear that you had the same path as me in a way because the spiritual path helped me to know who i am to be confident and to say no which i never did before i did so many things and I wish I have been able to say no for so many things during my career path. But because you have a fear of success and you think you need that validation, you need that support, but that's not that not it because the one who succeeds is the one who believes in herself or himself as well. It is. But um, I won't lie to you. I'm quite rebellious by nature. I question everything. Which is very good, actually. My mother was sharing this story. Actually, she shares this with all my friends. She says Gail was like this she was little she always questioned anything around her she had to know the why of why she was doing things like she shared an anecdote and said to my friends that there was a time where she was feeding me and i didn't see the dish in front of me so she she just took the spoon and put it in my mouth i regurgitated the thing in my hand i looked at it then i ate it it's funny how she's like you're only two years old gail and you were like hmm, what is she feeding me i have to see you didn't just swallow everything that your peers, your parents, yeah. or family was eating you. So I think I do still have this attitude up until now. I function like this, and I think this is what has helped me go up because I need to understand the reason behind doing something. And uh, that's why I guess I don't follow anyone blindly, and it's very, very difficult for someone.
someone to pin me down into some kind of belief or a certain way of doing things if yeah. you don't actually see the reason why it has to be that way. So it is a good strength, I would say, because you cannot be influenced by being like this. It, some people would say that it is a weakness. I see it as a strength. No, I think it is a strength, you know. I was very shy when I was in college and I built that and it mm. is a strength. And if you had it since a young age, I think it's good because I built it when I started working because uh, people were taking advantage of me. People were talking, you know, that manipulative talk and then make you do the work and you couldn't say no. But I had to work on myself because I knew what I was capable of and I needed to work on it so that I can say no. I don't want to do it like this or I want to share my opinion as well. It's a good thing. It is. It is a good thing. And I think, Peter, we've been lucky to review the way we do things and I think this is what the women around us should do as well. It's about working on yourself to make yourself better. But my experience with women around is that some of them, they don't actually accept that there is something wrong inside of them to actually do this introspection and make themselves better. They think it's their normal behavior and then they start saying, why are things not flowing or happening for me? It's not a criticism. I'm not demeaning women around me. It's just that actually to tell them I was in that mindset too, but uh, it doesn't work to be reactive. You have to be proactive. Yeah. Make things happen by making yourself better. I think it's it's very true what you're saying. And that's why I, I believe in that community where everyone should have a kick-ass buddy, which means you have to have someone in your surrounding who support you all the time. Mm. And saying that, I come to the point where sometimes we as women, we don't trust a lot of people around us. And I think that's, that's our mistake because I couldn't trust as well until I did my spiritual path and I started trusting people around me and welcoming people in my life and sharing things and empowering each other. And I've got only benefits. Obviously, you will have some challenges with people around you, but I think it's very important. And to have someone who can support you, also have a community where you can share. It doesn't need to be the woman community or the men community in terms of gender, but it's to trust people and share your weakness and strength, how you can work on it. And I think that's very important. I will come to that question of asking you, who has been your kick-ass buddy uh, throughout your journey? And secondly, in your opinion, uh, why do you think that having a supportive network or a kick-ass buddy uh, is important in achieving success when I talk about success it's not only career wise or money wise financial wise but it's more about yourself as a person it is important I actually believe that the support system had to be found in one person and me but I was wrong. Yeah. I actually had my personal trainer who has helped me through the journey. He was actually the one who started making me question everything around me because he's very spiritual as well. So I didn't have only physical change, but I had the mental change as well. Yeah. But when it comes to spirituality, yes, he's the one who was kicking me around, removing my doubts, making me believe in myself more. But then when it comes to work, I realized that you have to have people in your field as well to do that. Let's say maybe if I go to my PT and I tell him like, look, I have a case, blah, 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 and I'm having issues with it. He might be able to tell me how to deal with it uh, strategically. But when it comes to the law, he can read the law and advise me 
about it. But if I go to a lawyer who's very genuine and who wants to help me, like my senior, the experience I just shared early on, if I start telling my senior, like, I'm doubting this, can you please help me? He actually helped me within 15 minutes. But uh, come back to what you said, Britta, I had a big issue about trusting people too. Growing up, because I'm an only child, and um, I've been in a family which was not a happy childhood, but we had situations where I had to look for validation from my parents. Yeah. Not my, maybe my mom, maybe my dad, but it was more about my dad. So I grew up being people pleaser. So, yeah. you know, like when people pleaser people take advantage of that because they're like oh it's gay she's gonna do it he wants to make me happy so she'll do it i still make people happy around me but i do have boundaries now when i don't want to do it i don't want to do it if i can i will do it but back then you know i will forgo my own needs to fulfill the needs of someone else and uh, and it was wrong by being around some people, your, your group, your supportive system or your kick-ass buddy will be someone you might need validation from them. I wouldn't say validation. It's empowerment from them. Because as I said, we're not always happy. We don't wake up motivated every day. You wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm like, oh, I'm having a bit of doubt about this. Uh, I think uh, when it comes to life-changing matters or I'm having a little trauma for me, I'll call you because your experience in this, you will actually help me work how to go back on my path and realize why these traumas were there in the beginning so that I can understand the feelings that was there first, accept them, and then change it eventually. So your support system has to be someone who can back you up in all the little aspects of your life. I don't believe in the concept of just one kick-ass buddy. I just believe in the concept of a whole support system. Yeah, I think you said the right thing. I think that's the concept that I wanted to have for kick-ass buddy is more about not having one person because, yeah, when you have a friend very close, you tend to say everything, as you said, they will be there for you, but not mm. for the problem. Because they don't have experience to help you, like for you, for example, the law issues. So he or she will be able to help you to be there for you if you're going through a lot of work or going through a difficult case. But to support you, to be there for you as a friend, but not to give you advice. This is what is important, which I didn't realize until I started my spiritual path, which really, really helped me where I realized that, yeah, my friend can be there. But at the same time, if I want to do something that they don't have experience, I can't look for motivation from them, right? Like all my friends are this are employee, employees. So when I started my business, it was very difficult for me because I couldn't have a friend who could guide me. I have lovely friends for 19 years of friendship, which I love them. But at the same time, there was no one I could have go to ask them, so how do I do that? What's the first step? Should I have a website? Should I do this? So at that time, it was very difficult for me until I realized that, okay, they are your friend, yes, but at the same time, you need advice from other people. And it really helped me to understand that. That's why I say Tika Bedi community is not just about talking about your heartbreak, but at the same time, having people that can be there for you for specific things. Like I, this year I was having difficulty to lose weight and, and I just joined push-up challenge. Every time I watch their videos, I'm motivated. And it helped me to, because I need to text on the group and say I did that as, as exercise and so on. But what I'm saying is that they are the right group 
improved to help me to lose weight. I was having my blood test and my iron was very low. And I told them and one of the girls, which is a lovely person, and text me and say, you should do that and, and this and, and give me some advice what you should eat and not to eat, which is amazing. And I think if I didn't start trusting people around me, I wouldn't even tell them about my blood test research. But I'm trying to tell women that you need these people around you to motivate you and you need people who is walking the talk. Frita, just to come back to you, if we go back on the analysis that I gave you, uh, early on you know being in your masculine means that you're scared to be vulnerable so how can you become better if you don't tell people around you that help me <clears throat> took me years to men. understand that but once you know that the world is yours men are like this they don't they don't want help from anyone let's say I'll, I'll give you a special anecdote one of my exes we were in the car one day we got lost and i was just telling him like why don't you stop the car and ask someone for direction not stubborn as he is we ended up going in every direction for 30 minutes we could have just stopped someone and asked for directions and the place we had to go to was just like five minutes in front of us if we remain in that masculine energy how how do you think you're going to get better but at the same time you know gail i've saw men discussing yeah. more about things to make things work on my personal uh, experience what i've learned from them is that if some if i don't know something for example i'll go and learn and it would take me one week two weeks to understand the concept but the guy would just go to the other guy and say can you just help me or tell me how it works and so on and it's just 10 minutes i mean i've learned from them why don't you go and ask instead of trying to make as if you know everything you know that's where i've learned how to ask for help as well you know, it's something that uh, a lot of people don't realize. How can you learn when you pretend that you know everything? How will you ask questions? People will assume that you know everything, so they won't even open up to you and share their experience with you. I've learned that the more experienced people I meet, the more questions I ask them. I love listening to success stories. I love listening to people, how they strived, how they succeeded. It's impressive, you know. By listening to their stories, you might learn something. Like you just stated early on that you have to have a group of friends, but you have to have friends who are stronger than you. I just realized recently as well, it dumps down to your partner as well. It yeah. dumps down to your, your friendship. We are independent women who have strived to make things happen for us. How are we going to choose a friend or a partner if that person is not stronger than us? Because we want someone we admire. If the person is not stronger than us, then how will we aspire to be like them? Or if it's a partner, how will we trust him to protect us? Me personally, I will tell you if the guy is weak, <laughs> within one week, I'll start numerous fights with him just to test him. And then by the end of the week, I'll be like, you know what? I like things that challenge. I think you like it's learning, a... obviously. When you love learning, it will be till you, you know, the end of your life. I learn every day. I learn around all people around me. My challenges, my bad moments, I learn a lot as well. Because everything that happened to me, every people that I meet, I'm very open to new ideas. I'm very open to reassess my situation and work on it. How can I be better, actually? You learn to how to be better. It all comes down to about accepting that you need help and accepting that you can learn a lot from others so what would be the one piece of 
wisdom or advice that you would give to women uh, which is navigating through their personal or professional challenges or obstacles? I would say take time to reflect on yourself. It's not always others around you that are to blame. You should learn how to do introspection as well. It's just very easy to point fingers at everyone around you and say that this person is causing this, this person is causing that. You cannot control people around you. What you can control is your own behavior. So you should strive to make yourself a better person. Yeah, I've uh, wrote a post about that, that I've said that happiness is an inside job. It's so easy to blame all people around you, your partner, your friends, everything that's happening to you because you're frustrated, you're angry. But at the end of the day, the only question that you should ask yourself is, what did you do? Why is it happening to you? And when we started asking this question, you will see that you don't have a control of anyone, but you have control of yourself. So if you can't control yourself, how can you control someone else, even your partner? So that's that's a very good advice. There's a quote which I really like. It says, smile and the world will smile back at you. I started working on myself and being more feminine. You won't imagine the powerful impact of just a smile on people around you. You know, when you smile, someone might be very unhappy or having a bad day. Just looking at you smile makes them smile too. And then their behavior in response to you is changed. So as you said, happiness is an inside job. Work on your own happiness first, smile at everyone, and then the world will be unfolding in front of you. Thank you, Kev, for your time. I know you're busy, but thank you for making time for us. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we look forward for another episode. Until then, smile and the world will smile at you. If you have been inspired by today's episode, make sure to subscribe and follow The Rise of She to stay connected and never miss a moment of empowerment. Join me on Instagram and Facebook, where we'll continue to fuel the flames of progress and self-improvement together. Find me at Prita Balaki. Remember, we are unstoppable forces bound to inspire and empower one another. Until next time, Prita says adios ladies. Stay tuned for our next empowering encounter.